Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Episode 59, Dorian. It's 59. 59. I think, Wild. you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Dorian's going to be out for the next three weeks. Yep. He's doing some traveling, doing some music video mm-hmm. shooting. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And um, yep. I think what I'm going to do is, if I have guest hosts for the next three weeks, I'm going to do like 59.1, 59.2, because I don't think it feels right without <laughs> ringing in 60 without you, dude. Oh, well, thank you. So I, I, think I think we're just going to do it like that. Bobby, I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah I would, it would be a shame if the, you know, uh, the odometer ticked yeah. over with that. <laughs> yeah. If this, if this had been episode 60, right. I would have said go ahead with 61, 62, 100%. but yes. yeah. No, I don't know. Sixty feels it feels significant. Yeah, I might just make them. We'll, we'll not even give them number, just bonus episodes. Yeah. I was looking. I was actually looking at the podcast because you were asking about what we should talk about today. Yeah, and I was like, I feel like we've done a lot of like you know, summer mainstream kind of blockbustery movies lately. Yeah. yeah. And so I went, you know, and I was looking through our our episode list and shit, and I was just like, God damn, we've done twenty episodes this year already. Yeah. You know, like that. That alone just feels. I'm, I'm like, I, like every it. every week when we sit down and you say what number episode it is, I'm just like, wow, really? really? Yeah, right. Still, <laughs> <laughs> it still just feels weird. Like once we got, I don't know, once we passed 48, and it realized it dawned on me that there's like there's literally two full days worth of us bullshitting about movies like available on the internet. It was just like that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like why <laughs> would anyone <laughs> spend that much time listening to this? <laughs> um, yep. And the answer is our wonderful listeners. A wonderful, our wonderful. Well, it doesn't listeners. answer why, but that's the who. Um, the why, I yeah, I, I can't explain. But I'm glad that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, um, do you want to tell our wonderful listeners what trailer we are talking about today? I guess so. We could, yeah, we could uh, do something strange, like within the first five minutes, actually get to the fucking point. Oh no, it's over five minutes now. <laughs> We're over five minutes. Sorry, <laughs> we did not. We did not arrive at the point of this episode within five minutes. Sorry. I wonder if we could like tease some way, like what it is, so people could try and guess. Well, the name's on the fucking episode anyway, so I yeah, guess they're gonna see it. Yeah, I was gonna I guess we gotta we think about the user experience. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you title it something like mystery, mystery you know? movie, yeah. mystery trailer. Yeah, I thought about like breathing heavily into the mic, just like mm. <laughs> skull. Yeah, something. Yeah. Skull. Yeah. When I saw that in the trailer, I was just like, man, barbecues in the back of Sean's are gonna get really weird. If yeah, they are. Yeah, it's we it's go gonna get midsummery over gonna, there. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I think a hundred percent. That's that's gonna happen. <laughs> In a year, just Sean it's, turns into a cult leader who's just always wearing white. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess we've pretty much said it then. We're we talking have. about we're talking about Midsummer. Midsummer. Eight twenty fours. Midsummer. Directed, written and directed by Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes out uh, July third. Horror's new golden child. Yeah. Mr. Aster. Uh, we're doing this one a little early just because uh, there's a lot of movies that are coming out. and um, Yeah, since I'm going to be gone for a few weeks, we were like, what's just coming out over the next several weeks that we yeah. want to talk about? So it, was, it came down to, because uh, I was, yeah, as I mentioned before, I was like, we've done a lot of like mainstream stuff. Let's, yes. see, let's get back into genre territory. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so, you know, we were looking at this and crawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this one won out. Um, 
seems I think there's a little bit more nuance of a conversation to have your crawl is just kind of like seriously yeah we're doing this I'm in <laughs> why does it actually look semi compelling yeah. from this trailer <laughs> this is really weird I think it's because of Barry Pepper yeah it could be Barry I miss Barry Pepper oh, yeah. when, I, when I saw him in that trailer I was immediately sold there and I don't even think the fucking alligator or whatever showed up yet yeah whenever whenever i think of barry pepper i just immediately get flashbacks like saving private ryan of like the camera just sort of like dollying up his sniper rifle to him as he like says some like biblical shit and kisses his cross and then like pulls the trigger yeah and just fucking you know god wipes somebody (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my my perpetual um you know mental image of barry pepper yeah is the camera slowly crawling up a sniper rifle toward his face as he kisses a cross and says biblical stuff he's always showing up in like random places someone. but yeah they're like he's always good oh that in uh 25th hour oh that yeah, was, yeah. That's it right. was like those two i think came out around ish same time same yeah, okay simil- yeah. nah. no because 25th hour was post 9 11 yes and same prior round was like 98 something like that so really 98 i think so damn it sounds right i don't know yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in high school when that came out. I, th- I want to say like 97, 98. My movie education so yeah, anyway. wasn't as polished back then as it was. Yeah. Know. Oh, my, I mean. I, I was g- like, guys, Too Fast, Too Furious is coming out. Let's let's go. Uh, d- I mean, That's where I was. I grew up with Jews, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg movie about World War II? Yeah. Holy sh- lines around the block. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, my, my dad was Jewish, so yeah, also, yeah. I don't think I ever saw uh, Saving Private Ryan in the theaters. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, we saw. It, yeah, we went and saw it in the theater. I remember. I remember seeing Schindler's List in the theater for sure. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. In the Definitely, that was like that was like you have to if you live in Deerfield, right. like you <laughs> you have to go. Okay, to like go. otherwise you got there's like something wrong with you. Is like, that like part of uh, you're anti-Semitic or something? Is that you part don't. of uh, what is it? Uh, is it is it a bat mitzvah? Is it for uh, the boys or is it uh, there? I I always forget which is which. Yeah, yeah, I think there's yeah bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah, and I I believe you can also say like bas mitzvah bas mitzvah. Oh, okay. As a sort of you know like non-binary. Oh, <laughs> all right. Mitzvah. Interesting. Um, I I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I might be totally making that up but that sounds right let's go with that hashtag yeah that, you know i'll let you boz lerman's boz mitzvah, boz mitzvah. <laughs> yeah that's immediately what i thought about it in my head when you said it i was like boz oh okay yeah that would be like the most awesome and shittiest mitzvah of all time i mean it'd be very expensive if it was like if if we were still in like the romeo juliet moulin rouge mm-hmm be a fucking bomb ass party. I'm in with it. As long as John yep. Leguizamo's there narrating it a right. little bit, pff, I'm in. But if we're getting into like Australia, Great Gatsby territory, yeah, yeah, I might yeah, pass on that. I'm not one. down on that. Might party. pass on that mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> might pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I. The funny thing too is I should know the difference between a bar and a bat mitzvah because I went to fucking so many of them. Did you have? Uh, I did not. You didn't. Um, have, okay. No, my parents didn't raise me. Uh, really any denomination. I went to like a Unitarian Universalist church okay. for a while, and I think it was just because my mom was raised Catholic and my dad was raised Jewish. Okay. And, you know, and then they both kind of were like not really, you know, 
wasn't a big thing in for the them. faith, yeah, you know, okay, as right, it were. Yeah. But I feel like they they both because they had that in their own upbringing felt like they needed to uh-huh. at least provide us with like the option, you yeah. know. And Unitarianism was sort of like. You know, it's like the most hippie-ish of the religions. Yeah. It's just sort of like, hey, you should listen to everyone, man. And yeah, like, right. Just check out what these guys have to say and <laughs> them, and then listen to the story about a squirrel. And, um, you know, that's what, like, my Sundays were for a long time. Okay. And, you know, so. Was it still, like, an hour, or was it, like, a whole day thing? Well, it was, so we would go to youth group. Uh. Um, so we'd have to go to service for, like, for, like, the first 15 or 20 minutes okay. or so. And then we would fuck off to youth group. And then my parents would have to stay for the rest of you know the the sermon. Oh, so or whatever. they took part in it too. Yeah. So they yeah, yeah. So they yeah yeah they would and then we'd all like go to lunch out. You know, it was a Sunday yeah. thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the youth groups were cool though because those were just like yeah, you know, hey, we realize you're kids and like yeah. <laughs> you know, let's. So, you don't care about this shit. Yeah, no, and there were like you know I had a couple like a couple people that I became like really good friends with and stuff. Oh, that, cool. You know we hung out a lot and stuff. So it was you know it was a cool social thing and all that as well. But I mean it was you know it was I, I do like I'm not religious or uh-huh. anything, but I mean I do appreciate the fact that they were like hey you know let's let our kids make up their own mind. Yeah, you know, we're not like forcing them into any one belief system, but mm-hmm. at the same time we're not just like completely removing them from the whole concept. Right. right. So, you know, it was interesting to, you know, and then also just like I got to learn about all the different, you know, religions and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like friends of mine at school whose families were of different faiths and whatnot. I was like, oh, OK, I get it. You know, um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, yeah, it was it was cool in that regard. But at the same nice. time, you know, when I was that age on Sundays, I was like, man, I really want to be playing Final Fantasy three right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> go listen to this fucking person i don't even care about talk you know but so i had like a confirmation is what they had when i you know okay. you're like in eighth grade yeah yeah which is you know it was not a mitzvah it was not an affirmation it was a confirmation yeah <laughs> and um you had to you know like give some kind of speech or like you know i, I think it was like open-ended I, I believe we had the option of sort of doing you know one guy did like a musical performance because he was oh. like very musically inclined okay. and All that right. was his like confirmation yeah thing um, I gave a speech about why I don't believe in any religion. Sounds about right. To a church. Yeah. <laughs> so sounds about right. Yeah. 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 So that was me at thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I have this mental image in my head of you just like <laughs> it wasn't like it, laying it, people out <laughs> in this building, dude. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't vitriolic. It was very you know logical and scientifically based. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, and, and respectful. It was just one of these things that, like, I just feel like I'm more of, like, a logic, evidence-oriented person. You yeah. Know? And, like, you know, coming... I, I thought it was a good... I uh, Like, everybody seemed to really like it, actually, you know? Right. They, they were like, yeah, you know, sure, on paper this sounds weird. You're like, you're gonna, I'm going to go up in front of a church and tell everyone <laughs> why I don't believe in this shit. But, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was more like me coming up there and being like, I've realized, like, who I am, yeah. you know? And, like, how I want to move forward into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that's really what any of these ceremonies or rituals or whatever they are you know uh, are really about no matter what faith it is you know it's about like that moving from you know childhood into adulthood Mm -hmm. and so in that respect you know it was very well received well that's good so yeah anyway (laughs) but i still like telling people that i did that because it's just you know i get the reaction that you're like you're like wow i got a mental image in my head dude like i just like (laughs) created the whole scene in my head and everything it was very yeah yep yeah it was great yeah, no, we had, uh, I went to Catholic school, but mm-hmm. I mean, 
Catholic grammar school and high school. So just all rammed down my throat. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went, uh, Tori, my sister's, I think it was Tori that got, uh, took like CCD classes for like a confirmation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went there for it. And I think that might be like the last time I, it wasn't the last time I went to church, but I've only been to church since then for a marriage or like a funeral. Oh, okay. That was just like done. Yeah. Cause the priest <laughs> there was just, I, I nearly got up and walked out in the middle of the service. Yeah. Cause he was giving his, he read the scripture and then he was giving his uh, homily mm-hmm. and was talking about how when you get confirmed, you're making an agreement with God. And the agreement is that you will be here every Sunday for one hour to hear the word and celebrate. So if you're not going to make that agreement, Dorian, you probably shouldn't get confirmed. No. <laughs> I, well. And then proceeds to tell the congregation, if anybody here has made that agreement and hasn't been faithful to it, he didn't say fakes. He said, like, God doesn't like liars <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I, dude, in my mind, I was like, this motherfucker. Like, and I looked Damn. around, right? And my dad is just like, he's in just, his own mind, he doesn't, he doesn't probably even know where he's at. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Alex, Alex didn't have like a crisis of faith. There was at one point for like uh, maybe like a year, she had this feeling like she's like, I wish I really wasn't baptized. Like, I, I mm. wish I could have made that decision on my own the more and more I learn about different religions. Right? Yeah. So Alex is kind of like having a moment. And then I look over at my mom and my mom kind of shoots me this look like, like looks me up and down like, yeah, he's talking to you. And I was just like, I wanted to look over at my mom and be like, you're going to let him talk to me like that? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah. So I almost walked out, but I was just like, damn, I'm just here for Tori. But after that, I was just like, oh, dude, like, forget you. Yeah, no. man. It sounds like he really wanted to just like call someone specifically out. Yeah. But he had to like he wanted to just point at someone and just scream like Judas. Yeah. You know? but you. He had to he had to like disguise it as yeah. an overall just sort of, you know, commentary. But, you know, there's like one motherfucker in that congregation. <laughs> He's like, you I haven't seen you in seven fucking years. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember I, you, Chuck. I got the homily <laughs> for you, bro. I tell you right now. Yeah. Uh, can you can you be unbaptized? Is isn't there it, isn't is, that isn't that like uh, I maybe I don't know what the difference is, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Isn't that like just being reborn again, like, or is that just a purely Christian? Or no, thing? I'm saying like like how you know uh, was it Tori you said was saying that she wanted she wished Alex. She, Alex was saying yeah, she yeah. wished she hadn't been baptized. Right? Is there a way to like reverse the process? I don't know. Like not get rebaptized, but I'm saying like no, take it off of me. Like give me like bathe me in lie or something to get you know the. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what the process is in Catholicism for being like plugged back into the matrix. But, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I should. It'd I'd, be interesting to figure. I out. bet the I bet the satanic temple it might oh. have some sort of pre- like. Hey, I want to be unbaptized. Yeah, you know, I was baptized as a child and I wish I wasn't. So right. I want to like symbolically. Like wash myself free of. Right. I want I want to be rebathed in original sin. You know, like, <laughs> how do I get back into that? It could be just as how easy do I as get back into Satan's good graces? Finding, <laughs> you know, a tree with some fruit on it and grabbing it and yeah, you know, just biting. I was it. gonna say, do you just like sin? I don't know. Do Maybe, you like yeah. do you like lose that when you sin or no? Because then know. you just go to confess. I don't know. That is a really good question. There's a lot. Because here I'm thinking, like, you know, the the Catholic way is just to be like, 
we'll just say you're sorry yeah. and you're getting in. Right. Right. So isn't it just be like, well, yeah, you know, find a place, a church that mm. I'm sure you have to be a part of it for a little bit, you know, a part of that faith in that church for a while and then get rebaptized again so that like you're you're clean. So everything that you've done before that is all washed away right. in a sense. So but you're still being baptized. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if like when people like if I'm if I'm going to marry a, like a Jewish woman yeah but and I decide that I'm going to you know uh change my faith like I wonder is there I wonder if there's anything that like you know the Jews have to do to me to like cleanse me of my Catholicism aside from taking the class mm-hmm. like is it something more spiritual right yeah. than just like hey read these books learn the language like you know you know, be a part of the congregation and then you'll have your graduation. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? like, uh, <laughs> no, it's like know. a, it's like a community college course, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> That's how forgiveness is meted out. I feel like there's something deeper that should happen. Like, Nope. But maybe it's just that. That's it. Just take this online course. <laughs> we haven't improved on this. <laughs> and you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, that's how Hannah and I got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then we found out he didn't even have to do that. Yeah. But that wasn't even an online course. I think he literally just had to fill out a form, you know, yeah. like saying, hey, do you want to be, <laughs> you know, inducted into the like church of life or whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah, yeah. right. It's, uh, yeah. I feel like anyway. this conversation is a good primer for me. No, it so is. It's perfect, actually. It's I was, really... Like, when I was talking for too long about your initial question, I was like, is this really pointless? And I was like, it's yeah, not. Like, it can be edited. And then I was like, wait, no, we're about to talk about, like, folk horror. Yeah, right. Which is all about, yeah, like, conflicts of belief and yes. things like that. Um, so, yeah, actually, it makes a lot of sense to provide some context on those things. Because I'm thinking all the imagery in... Everything that's happening once we get to the meat of the trailer mm-hmm. in Midsummer is like what you would need to do to be like, well, I think I want to, you know, uh, practice Hinduism. So, mm-hmm. you know, the jump from Catholicism to Hinduism. Yeah. Sorry, it's not a, it's not a college course. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to go through some shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, if you want to become part of the, you know, pagan club. Yeah. Uh, or something. That's, yeah. yeah right, that's exactly. a lot more. That's a lot more than like a, you know, thirty-page workbook. Right. <laughs> And a right. Scantron yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. to get in. Yeah. The Scantron, Scantron. is written in Nordic runes <laughs> and <laughs> requires you to wipe your bloody hands over it in a very specified pattern in order yeah. to, you know, acknowledge your you have to fill indoctrination. In, <laughs> you have to fill in all of the answers with like little bits of blood. And if there's any blood on the outside of it, the yeah. Scantron won't read it correctly. Right. So you've it's, already fucked it up. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 a Scantron, but each each question is written on a 20 foot tall slab of stone oh. and you have to fill in the answer with your own blood. So <laughs> other than that though, remarkably similar, You're you know? Yeah. yeah. That'd be fine. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks like we're getting some of that, we're some of that some pagan some scantron <laughs> in this movie. Um, all right. Before we get huh. into the trailer, do you want to talk a little hereditary? Uh, yeah. I mean, we gotta, I think we have to, I think we have to. Yeah. So if you haven't watched hereditary, uh, the Don't. director, yeah. <laughs> the director who has, who's, uh, directing, um, Midsummer, he wrote and directed uh, hereditary. It was his first, uh, feature film. And, uh, the trailer for hereditary is really fantastic. Yeah. Really, really good. 
Uh, Dorian and I went to go see it with our very good friend, Tyler Crane. Mm-hmm. And uh, we walked out and just kind of had like a meh. Yeah, all three of us. It. Yeah, all three of us, like unanimously, we're just kind of like, yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah. And then the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I just did not like it at all. Yeah. I have not rewatched it. Yeah, me either. Part of me kind of wants to because of this trailer. Yeah. Um, but I still stand by my. I just I, I don't think it's a bad movie. It just wasn't what I was expecting and it's just not for me. Yeah, it was, it really didn't do it for, cause I had heard also there were, cause we didn't see it like right when it came out either. No. It so there was, you know, some people, I remember there were some stories about like, people were like, Oh, this trailer is so misleading. It's like totally different yeah, yeah. from what this is. And yeah, it, it is, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I don't know if the trailer is necessarily misleading, but it, it just, you know, I, I appreciate that, actually. Yeah. You know, when, like, you know, a, a movie or a trailer doesn't show me the entire fucking film, you know? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. So I, I was kind of very excited where, you know, when, without, I guess, getting into real spoiler territory. like yeah, spoiler alert. Like, for, right. yes, whatever, spoiler alert. It's been out for a while. It's yeah. on Amazon Prime. You um, know what I mean? But, like, like, 40 minutes into Hereditary, you've outpaced the trailer. Yes. You know, like we're past everything that we've seen of this oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, by that point, mm-hmm. because like the, you know, there's the, the big spoiler, the little girl that's like in the trailer. Yeah. She fucking dies. Yeah. She's like sticking her head out of a window. It just hits a fucking road sign, gets yeah. decapitated. <laughs> like it's kind of awesome. Actually. It is. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, that was like a huge moment where you're just like all of a sudden. I thought that was a really cool and effective way of uh, using a trailer and then providing something new in the film experience where it was just like all of a sudden you were struck with this thought that like anything could happen now. Right. You know, like I have no clue. I have no footing Idea whatsoever yeah. for like where we are now mm-hmm. in this film. And um, you I'll know, give it that. You make yeah. a good point. I'll give it that. I did feel lost watching it, but not in a bad way. Right. Yeah. Because it was just like, yeah, where are we going to? I was, well, I got super excited because I was just like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. we got some tricks up our sleeve here, yeah, you know? But right. then where it went from there, I wasn't crazy about. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, for my money, too, like I'm a huge fan of The Witch, which we'll yes. definitely be talking about in this episode a bit more because it's definitely full core. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, I thought the ending of Hereditary just it reminded me of The Witch so much. Yeah. And then the way it was shot even was almost like down to the frame. That's true. Yeah. Like yeah. the same thing. You know, it was like the only the only difference was that like um, in Hereditary the character levitated before the close up shot of them sitting in front of a fire with a demonic entity off camera speaking to them <laughs> whereas in The Witch that scene came first and then she levitated right so but other than that right. they're like and then even so you know it's like one guy the, in Hereditary he levitates up to a tree house in the woods in The Witch she levitates up to just a tree Trees. in the woods yeah right and like it's it was just too similar yeah. you know and then also coming from a24 and knowing that like the witch was a big hit and like all this type of stuff it just felt very like uh, i don't know like fabricated okay you know it felt like the ending of her yeah okay. you know it, it felt kind of like hey you know we've got a little bit of a formula for success here yeah so let's let's apply it to this you right. know and and in general 
I don't, it's it's weird. I'm you know I'm very I'm really interested to see this movie okay. to see Midsummer. I'll just say that right off the bat. I'm right. very intrigued. Even though I did not care for Hereditary, um, again there were things I thought were good about it. Yeah, and I, I, it's like a well. There's clearly like a, an expert craftsman. Oh at yeah. the helm here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Ari Aster is obviously a very talented guy. Um, but I, I'm starting to wonder if that's, you know, and, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing either. It's going to uh-huh. sound like a bad thing. Okay. But I think that might really be the distinction here that I'm feeling with him is that he might be like an expert craftsman. Yeah. But not like an artist. Okay. You know, and like, I think that's what I was missing from Hereditary mm-hmm. was like when I really, as it revealed what it was, all I could see were just like, you know, somebody seeing other things that have been done extraordinarily well mm-hmm. and being able to recreate them extremely well himself. Okay. And sort of like, you know, mix them together into his own piece. But really he was kind of like, I don't know, like how an architect would steal techniques or something from other architects that are like, oh, this is, you know, like Frank Lloyd Wright used to do this type of thing over in these corners of houses because it did all these sorts of, you know, provided all these benefits and you'd like sneak right. those and you, you still make your own building. Yeah, yeah. You know, people don't look at it and go, oh, that's the Frank Lloyd Wright corner and that's, you know, blah. But you you sort of cobble some of those ideas in there mm-hmm. that, you know, and you make something your own out of it. But at the end of the day, it really is just sort of like your own interpretation of a lot of other people's work. Okay. okay. And that's, uh, that's the, yeah, at least in this moment, the best way I can kind of describe how so I felt about Hereditary. From, okay. Yeah. Because um, especially like a, uh, a few months later, I watched The Exorcist again, and I remember after I did, I texted you even. It was just like, it made me hate Hereditary even more. Yeah, right, right. Because it was just like, it, you know, I, I could see so much of like what he was going for, uh-huh. you know, with Hereditary. And again, like, you know, I think he did a good job, but it was missing that extra element that an artist would bring that would make it feel like a true work of like vision. Yeah. And not just like, I've seen the right things mm-hmm. and know how to, you know, um, put them together in my own way to yeah. make something successful. Uh, that's, that's more what hereditary felt like for me. And, you know, it, it worked obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it made tons of money yeah, and got lots of critical acclaim and, you know, his reputation in the horror, uh, you know, oh, yeah, it's up there field blew up. He yeah. became, yeah. Like the, the golden child. Yeah. And, um, so, so yeah, you know, it obviously worked out for him, but that's, that's what it left me feeling like okay. in the end after I, I guess I really kind of pulled apart, what was bothering me about it because there were like Tony Collette in that movie is great. You know, her yeah. performance. I really like that guy, Alex Wolf also. Oh yeah. The guy played the teenager. The teenager. Yeah. Son. Yeah. He was in the, my friend Dahmer uh, oh, okay. as well. Yeah. And I really liked him in that. And then I, I thought he was really good in hereditary as well. It was cool to see because he played such different characters in those two movies. Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought he did a really, really great job in both. So he's in uh the new Jumanji movies. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him in that, Dorian. Yeah. He's really good, you know? Yep. <laughs> but so anyway, so that's that's like kind of what yeah, I'm left with as far as Ari Aster goes, mm-hmm. is yeah, feeling that he's he's more a craftsman than an artist. Okay. And that's not to say uh, again, like that's not shitting on him as much as it sounds like I am. I just think it's, you know, there is a difference there. Yeah. And um you know, that he could still make some really great stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, I'm going to be afraid of any movie that I go into of his feeling like it's going to have that little bit of like a one just this is all good. But like just something's missing, you know, yeah. 
And like you can't put your finger on it, but it's just like what a true visionary artist would bring mm-hmm. that just gives it that extra life and sort of personality and idiosyncratic nature yeah. that makes it like, you know, an auteur work, I guess. Right, right. Um, I but mean, I, I not like everyone needs to be an auteur, though. No. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, Hereditary for me was really... Um, <clears throat> it just felt like it went a bunch of different places that... Uh, I felt like it opened up a lot of doors and too many of them were still open for me by the end of it that, you know, I'm cool with an open, an open ending. Mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with it. But for this one, it was for hereditary. It was just, there was just too many, you know, little things kind of left on the table that I was just like, well, I'm still thinking about this, but now we're here. Now we're into like this crazy supernatural mm-hmm. thing, you know? Um, with you know what happens to the sun by the end of the movie and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I I like I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of that movie, the the Ninth Gate, the Roman oh, yeah. Polanski movie. You mm-hmm. know, and like that movie is about searching for the devil. Yeah. You know, like Frank Langella's character in that movie is trying to get a bunch of pages from three different books that may or may not be fake that apparently have all been written by the devil. Mm-hmm. And once you put these pages together, like it, the devil is supposed to appear right and it's you know it's it's grounded in a in in that sort so of johnny reality. depp's on the hunt yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> right you know um but you know uh, by the end of the movie is when it starts to get you know a little hereditary yeah you know right where, and I, that's where i kind of liked it because that that ending has a very open ending you mm-hmm. know to it and so i guess what i thought hereditary might be like that just a bit more artistic and i think you know hearing your explanation about you know an artist versus a craftsman. I, I agree with you. I think I got a little bit more of like the craft. I mean, dude knows how to frame. How yeah. To pace. Oh yeah. Like, you know, there were moments in that movie, even though I, I felt it was a bit sporadic that like, I was a little bit on the edge, you yeah. know, because, um, you know, the pacing of it was so good. Um, but, uh, for, uh, midsummer, like the trailer that we just watched, I know the first one came out and I wasn't too excited about it, mm-hmm. but you and I just watched the second trailer yeah. and it was my first time watching it and it feels more like a, more like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. To me. Definitely. Like I, I, I like that I get a bit of a structure mm-hmm. and I feel like I get more of a structure from this trailer than I might've hereditary. And I think I got excited about hereditary. It was just because it, it looked like, so like, um, it looked more like an artist type of movie from the trailer mm-hmm. than what we did watching the movie. Yeah. And like this one feels like if I were to be optimistic about it, like this one feels like the artist and the craftsman have kind of evened out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Because I hope there's so. a bit yeah. more of the story in there. Uh, you know, just enough to ask you why, you know, um, Whereas in the hereditary trailer, I felt like it was just a bunch of like weird random images that were asking you like, how does this all string together? Like, mm-hmm. what is this, what is this going to go on with? But, um, but yeah, I would say that I'm not as excited for Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the trailer looks really really cool, and um, I like the uh, like the musical rep- repetition mm-hmm. uh, repetition that it has in it with the people breathing. And, you know, uh, yeah. once, once they get it's to like, like the, the, it's like the click sound in the hereditary trailer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Um, but uh, going back to your comment about, you know, craftsman versus an artist, like, again, not to like rag on them or anything, because, you know, um, 
he's obviously got a movie coming out on July 3rd and I don't, yeah. but um, <laughs> I really hope this isn't him having watched like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village on Netflix one night and thinking like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try to do that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And because I don't get those vibes, but there's some similarities for me there. Yeah. You know, and so um, I hope I can kind of like separate those two you yeah. know, when I do see it. This trailer has made me a little bit more interested to see the movie, but I still have like my guard up mm-hmm. like real high. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm cautious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm I'm. I like where this is headed. Um, I mean, the you know, one of the most obvious things when you first watch the trailer, either one of the trailers is, you know, just the, the visual style and the color palette. Real bright. Is, yeah, extremely bright, extraordinarily colorful, like actually like kind of blown out. It is. You yes. know, it's like a lot of stuff is actually kind of overexposed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like super fucking into that. Yeah. I thought like I, I like bringing horror into the day, you know, into yeah. the daylight is always like a really cool approach. And I love that he's like leaning into that because mm-hmm. a lot of the times when you see horror done in the daylight, they, they kind of go the opposite direction. They try to make day look a little darker. Yes. But like, like this. Yeah. But this they just went for like, no, it is fucking <laughs> the sun is shining. Yeah. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's right. flowers blossoming everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like. You know, and that, and it also, it works really well to, so I guess what is probably worth bringing up at this point is to talk, yeah, a little bit about like folk horror. Yeah. Um, as it's been defined, because it's not, it, it's kind of one of those loosely defined subgenres of horror. Um, what would you consider folk horror? So, well, it's, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, obviously we all know major genres, like, you know, you know what a horror movie is in right. general, you know what a Western movie is, a science fiction film, but, you know, you get these subgenres. Some of those even are very clear, like body horror, you know, oh, is yeah. pretty, you know, it's horror that happens to your body, yeah. you know, you're dealing with from the inside. Uh, those things are, like, fairly clearly defined, but, like, folk horror is a term, at least as far as I understand it, really only came around, like, in the past 10 years or so. Okay. And it's been retroactively applied mm-hmm. to a number of movies, like uh, particularly um, a number of like British horror films from like the 60s and 70s. Okay. Um, like Wicker Man. Oh. Would be the yes. original Wicker Man. Okay, would be yeah, yeah. is like one of the folk like horror. prototype folk horror movies. Okay. And so, you know, generally how this is kind of defined is it deals with like, you know, small insular communities that are like tucked away in different parts of the world that have like their old belief systems still intact. Uh, And then an outsider, you know, coming into that place and sort of being wrapped up in this big, Mm -hmm. you know, usually. So in general, yeah, it just has to do with like kind of like, yeah, regional belief systems, uh, the conflict of that belief system with, you know, more mainstream belief systems, Um, you know, things like you know pagan things human sacrifice mm-hmm. um but as such you know like spring and like you know that time of renewal when everything is like reborn is always like a really big yeah. in in a lot of you know in pretty much every belief structure spring is like this really really big event mm-hmm. you know because it's when everything is reborn from the you know the ashes of winter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything springs back to life it's time for rebirth and rejuvenation and so you know there's always like big rituals so i like that you know this uh, the aesthetic of this film is very much playing into that as well. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, all of that just fits into this like sort of, yeah, what is sort of a broad concept of folk horror, mm-hmm. um, you know, very nicely. Yeah. And um, but that's like, you know, kind of what I was saying before about how, uh, you know, 
kind of like f- uh, purposefully fabricated, you know, like hereditary felt in a way. Like it, it, not only with the ending of the witch, but just where it was situated in the horror environment and okay. landscape of the time. Like there was a really big trend in horror for the past few years of like inherited trauma. Oh, was like a it was a really big thing. Like Babadook was yeah. one that also kind of dealt with that as like a, you know the Babadook was like a metaphor for this like you know guilt. Yeah, yeah. And then you know that was being passed down to the child it was starting to haunt the child now too. Mm-hmm. And that was really about like the am I passing this bad shit that I'm carrying down to my kid? Right. You know and um and so you know hereditary in a way it felt like you know kind of like targeted and like you know constructed to fit mm-hmm. within that current trend. Okay. And, you know, that I think that was something else that I was like, this just feels so like calculated. Like, this is like just, it was like too correct Mm -hmm. of like the horror movie to come out and be a hit right now. Gotcha. In the middle of all this. Like, you know, even The Witch dealt with like inherited trauma, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, There were a number of other movies. I'm just, I'm not thinking of them off the top of my head, but so most of the big horror movies from the past several years, like that was the the recurring theme. Mm hmm. And, um, you know, so, so, and then hereditary, like seemed to kind of like cap off. This is like the ultimate ultimate, inherited trauma horror film, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and, and, you know, so now this with Midsommar, like initially it's, it, you know, it, it does feel a little bit more like, yeah, like the artists and the craftsmen might be finding, you know, some, some mid ground here. Yeah. Um, this does look and feel to me a little bit more like I feel like this is kind of the movie he really wants to make. I get it's, that feeling too. Yeah, it seems everything is just so specific and like assured feeling. Mm-hmm. Like everything in Hereditary, I think, was like, you know, he was just doing a really good job of like using kind of the standard horror vocabulary. Yeah. And, you know, clever, th- you know, but there were still, you know, he was doing jump scares and, you yeah. know, things like that. Right. You know, and it, you know, it was dark and gloomy and, you know, th- things were happening in the shadows at nighttime. It just it had all those aesthetics you associate with a horror film. Yeah. And, you know, this, again, being so bright. I really liked actually even in the um, uh, the teaser trailer okay. for Midsommar. I, I don't recall if they did it in this one as well. But the the letterboxing for the trailer was even white instead of black. That's right. It and was. I, I really liked that yeah, as far yeah, as yeah, just yeah. playing into like, nope, this is fucking yeah. daytime, motherfuckers. <laughs> It's bright. Everyone's pale and blonde, you know, mm-hmm. like we're all wearing white. Yeah. Um, but it's great because all that, you know, it's just it plays the contrast so well, like right. horrific things. And like, you know, even just on a purely superficial aesthetic level, like blood, when it does pop out, is going to pop off of all of that stuff so yeah, yeah. vibrantly, you know. Yeah. And like, you know, the way you can play that color vibrancy of that color against the vibrancy of like, you know, all these flowers and like, you know, paintings and everything mm-hmm. around and stuff is, you know, there's just a lot there to work with. So, you know, it feels a lot more like this is a really specific kind of vision I'm starting to see here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, man, like folk horror has also like in the past few years, it's like what inherited trauma movies were doing in mm-hmm. horror like five years ago is like happening with folk <laughs> horror now. Yeah. It's becoming really in vogue. Right. And like people are getting hip to this. Mm-hmm. And and also it partially because it's such an ill-defined or like amorphous term yeah. that ha- doesn't have a real strict definition because 90% of the movies that people refer to as folk horror were made prior to the existence of that term. Yeah, right. They were just horror movies, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, yeah. But people have identified over time this sort of, like, 
characteristics, mm-hmm. you know, that are common to a lot of these things. And, and so, you know, so a lot of people are free to apply this to films right. that they love. And then they go, oh, man, I'm super into folk horror. And like, right. oh, man, you're not into folk horror. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, so it's becoming like really kind of popular. again. I'm like, God damn it. Is this just another like, hey, Ari, we know you're really good at like analyzing trends and then like yeah. making something and sort of like synthesizing those trends into their like ultimate form Mm -hmm. and that is an incredible skill to have yeah you know as well like i'm not saying that's like an easy or you know pump it through the machine type of thing right but still i'm like a part of me got a little disappointed when i kind of realized that yeah and i was just like god damn it is this just another kind of like hey we know exactly what the trend is right now we gotta Mm -hmm. like just hit it on the nose and like this is the guy yeah to do that so I'm a little concerned that that might be where it's going. Something at play here, yeah. you know. I uh, and then I'm gonna watch it, and it's just gonna be like, this is the fucking ending of the Wicker Man. This is the same ending as oh, the Wicker, you know. Yeah. And like, I'm just gonna end up in that same place right. I ended up at the end of Hereditary. Yeah. And if you burn me again, motherfucker, <laughs> I, fool me once. Yeah. This is. I mean, this is like a two strikes and you're out situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. Um. I don't know. Like, I'm a. I'm a really big fan of. I think in general in any sort of genre, like if you do it right, I'm a big fan of like something turning into a nightmare. And I'm also a really big fan of, you know, something tur- it uh, something turning into a nightmare, but also it being like a very artistic vision, uh, uh, a more like artsy version of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. In addition to, you know, your garden variety nightmare. Yeah. Where it's, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> So something that's just, you know, um, like that movie Boar just came on like Shudder. Like that's a fucking nightmare. Right? <laughs> that's just like not a, like, you know, there's an artistry behind it, but you're not getting like very. Did you watch it? Not yet. Okay. There's not a lot of subtext to it. You know what I mean? It's just like, yep. I, crazy fucking thing. I was so yeah. shot. Our, yeah. our, our cable box like died oh. a couple days ago. Uh-huh. We got a replay, but we there was one day where, you know, we didn't have cable. cable. And let me tell you, my, my <laughs> wife, Hannah, she, she was just, like what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> so she turned this is on all I've ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, she, no. she turned on shutter uh-huh. and she ended up watching summer of 84. Oh, okay. Uh, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. she liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like, you know, I came into the room when she was like part of the way through it. And I was like, how did you not turn on bore? Yeah. And she was like, what? And cause they have like the giant, right. you know, fucking placard up for it. Uh-huh. Right. When you open up shutter and I like went back to the menu and just showed her and she was like, damn, that does look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know how you of all people pass this up. Like yeah. this is, this is right up your alley. But anyway, that was just funny. That's funny. Um, so, but, but yeah, yeah, sorry. So, so the night, so the nightmare, Yeah, you know, um, to piggyback off some of the things you were pointing out in the trailer about, you know, the uh, how, you know, there's the brightness and how like in horror movies, it's just like always very dark or they try to make the day look like yeah uh, like night or whatever. What's really interesting is that in the beginning of this trailer, like um, it's all very like, you know, room tone. It's all very like monotone, like grays and like a little bit of light here. there like when the, all the all the friends are talking in like the restaurant. Yeah. Or when they're in her room or whatever. And it's only like it's all your traditional like blue and orange. Yeah. Like those sequences look like a traditional horror movie. And then once we get to like, oh, bright, we can breathe. It's like, you know, I I appreciate that he's trying to like train the viewer Mm. to be like, you know, 
actually the beginning of this is where your safe space is, but yeah. where the light is is that's the danger. That's yeah. the danger right. zone, right? <laughs> and so you know, I like I like those sort of you know artistic choices in the trailer. Um, because you don't expect it. We, you know, we think about going on vacation to somewhere where it's sunny and beaches and we'll feel great there. We don't think that that's where the nightmare will happen. Right. And, but I like that the trailer is sort of pushing us in that direction to, you know, to think like that. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that has me worried only because of hereditary is that like part of me feels like, you know, Florence Pugh who's in this, uh, she's, she's the main, you know, actress in the movie. That something's gonna happen to her like forty minutes in, and then she's just gone. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, <sighs> Yeah. I don't want to walk around with this dude. Yeah. With the boyfriend I'm really, here. I'm really excited to see her. She. Was, I really love. Yeah. Her. She she's was the lead on that. Uh, the little drummer girl. Uh, oh, series I still have to watch on, that. Oh yeah. my god, dude. I know. I still yeah. Have to watch Everybody that. needs to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mini series on AMC that was directed by fucking Park Chan Wook. Yeah. Who directed a little movie called Old Boy. Little movie. Yeah. A little thing. Um. Another little movie called The Handmaiden. Oh, yeah. Only my favorite movie of 2017. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, or 2016. I don't remember. One of the two. Either way. It's amazing. But anyway, uh, he directed this miniseries based on a John le Carre novel. Mm -hmm. Fucking Michael Shannon's in it. Florence Pugh is in it. And Alexander Skarsgård's in it. And there's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody's watched it. And it's so fucking good. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that was my first introduction to Florence Pugh, um, wow. and I know you saw her in the Fighting with My Family movie. Yeah, that right? was my first introduction yeah. to her, and I, I really liked her in that. Dude, she, little drummer girl, was just like, "Where the fuck did this girl come from?" Like, yeah. she is like a fully formed, that's awesome, like a list actress, just yeah. came out of nowhere, and like, holy shit, because Little Drummer Girl too is like, it's like a five six hour miniseries. Okay. And like, I mean, the story arc of her character is insane. Mm -hmm. Like she has to do, she had to wear so many different hats throughout this entire thing. And yeah. she just like nailed it. Nice. <laughs> just nailed it. That's awesome. So I'm pumped to see her in this movie. Cause yeah, really, really dug it. So I would, I would definitely be bummed if she just like yeah. disappeared, but I feel like he wouldn't do that again. Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks yeah. she ends up as that like puffy face chick too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought about that watching this she's one. got the crazy like, lip. I was like, I wonder if she's the crazy lip. She might be a crazy lip chick. She might be the crazy lip yeah. chick. And then it's just like, you know, all down there. Um, there's a there's another part that scares me is like when they're sitting down at the table uh, and like that old man like slaps his hands in mm -hmm. front of the actors and like clearly... There's like a, yeah, there's a distortion thing yeah. happening. Yeah, there's always drugs in these movies. Always. Always drugs. So the drug part, I'm just kind of like... Yeah. Once we take them, you know, as the audience member, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of afraid of how long it goes. Yeah. You know, I don't want this to worried where it might be another climax situation. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, climax. Uh, no, I mean, I guess I just don't want too much of what's happening in the movie to just be explained away by oh, sure. the drugs that yeah. they're taking or the concoctions that are happening. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry. Usually at least in, in terms of like the general conventions of like yeah. folk horror. Uh -huh. Usually that's not the case. Usually that's the like drugs or, you know, some sort of yeah, like you know, local plant, you know, local yeah. flora uh, that is utilized as, as some sort of intoxicant mm -hmm. is usually just used as a way of making the unwitting victim more pliable. Yeah. And then, you know, but what happens around them and then also a way a lot of times of introducing the question of like, did I actually witness what I think I just witnessed? Because right. like once they're on the drugs is usually when like the pagan god 
emerges yes. or you know something of the more supernatural realm yeah. and then they have to like wonder like did that really happen and the answer is of course yes mm-hmm. it did happen <laughs> you were you were given the hallucinogens <laughs> or they were written into the script purely for the purpose of asking the question yeah but yes it happened <laughs> so because it is a movie um but so yeah, no, I would be disappointed if they tried to use that yeah as a way of just like explaining shit away. But usually, that's generally more of its purpose within uh-huh. these types of films. Yeah, um, yeah, is is to those ends. Hmm. So, um, one of the the production value in the movie is in the trailers, pretty fucking fantastic. It's excellent. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, it, there's there's clearly a, a world. I that's love been, the design work. It's really great. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's and again, just very different from what you expect. You know, mm-hmm. from a horror film. Um, and, and yes, does look very like authentic and yeah. researched and established you know? and yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, I'd be curious after seeing it to, uh, read about like where they pulled yeah. a lot of this stuff from, I mean, yeah, you know, look at like a lot of yeah Scandinavian or, mm-hmm. um, that type of like culture and mythology and things like that. And I'm, you know, it's a huge wealth of shit to pull from yeah. <laughs> in terms of that type of imagery and stuff like that. But again, like even, you know, the, what is presented here does look like it has a really like cohesive feel to it all. Not mm-hmm. like it's this, yeah, just mishmash of shit pulled willy nilly from a bunch of different sources, but like, you know, there's, right. there's an actual, yeah, faith or dogma or like structure to this thing. Cause that's a, you know, that's a real important part of this full core stuff is again, you're, you're trying to portray these communities that have adhered to these belief structures for, you know, Mm -hmm. centuries, if not like millennia. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to feel, you know, very concrete and lived in. Yeah. And not like something that was cobbled together by, you know, a 30 year old screenwriter making a second movie. How many (laughs) many years did they say they did? Every 90 years? Yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. 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 Like it does feel like they've been doing this every 90 years. Mm -hmm. Like it really, really, really does. Yeah. Uh, I've read a few like, uh, headline articles i haven't read the actual articles that like ariaster has said that like it's it's kind of like a spirit spiritually connected to hereditary or it's like you know shared not necessarily shares within the same universe but that got me thinking as to like whether or not we'll actually see like Mm -hmm. a full-fledged like pagan god of some kind the Do demon Paimon is actually going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> like I wonder if it's the same one from the end of Hereditary. Sure, you know what I mean. It sounded like I, I think I remember reading this quote, and I think he was being a little more facetious about okay. it. Just yeah. sort of like, yeah, I mean, they're both movies I made, so sure, they're both in the same world. Right, like there, right. there's no intersections, so mm-hmm. there's no, you know, danger in me saying they're they t- take place in the same world. It's yeah. like, yeah, they do. They're both in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. like I'm like trying to just MCU these movies yeah, to get right. like more excited about it. Like, yeah, he's gonna show up. Yeah. No, I would I would hate if he did that. It's I like, would hate yeah, it too. don't do that. I would hate uh, it too. Yeah. Um but uh Do you think do you think like if someone does a movie that is like they're purposely setting out to do something with folk horror or with like paganism, you know, is it still considered one of those movies, if like the person takes like liberties with a particular, like, hey, I've heard about like this legend mm-hmm. and this story from like the 1800s. Sure. And this is what this image means, like on paper and in history. But for the use of my art or my entertainment, I'm going to, you know, finesse it a bit. Sure. And yeah. change it. Like, do you think it still falls within that? Or are they just creating a new type of folklore for the history? That they're creating for yeah, 
Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I would, yeah, I would. I mean, I would guess so again because I would like, think so. yeah, because yeah. folk horror again is so vaguely defined. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that that would kind of fit in. Right. Right. Um, you know, like if that, (laughs) 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 that Hansel and Gretel movie, (laughs) that's a good movie. Like if that, like if that had actually been like done as a horror film Uh instead of as like a comedy, as it obviously was, that might've been like, you're talking about Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The one, cause that's taking this old myth or mm. folk legend or story or what a fable yeah and turning it on its head a little bit you know if they had done like a horror version of that i would say that would probably fit okay you know within yeah, folk yeah, yeah. horror still because that is folklore you know and that's right and that is still where a lot of these things come from you know isn't is it hansel and gretel is not one of like the grim story tales is it or is uh, i think it is it actually, is right yeah, okay yeah. i thought it was i just wasn't sure yeah um Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like all the Grimm stories, incredibly violent in its original form. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> they used to write kids' stories to like actually scare Scared the kids. fucking living hell out of children. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, were yeah, yeah. they were nasty. Has there ever been a movie that you can think of? Because I'm trying to think of one right now where they've they've turned like Catholicism into like a folk story or horror movie of some kind or is that just a horror movie with religious overtones right like the exorcist or because the exorcist is about a a demon that possesses Mm -hmm. a little girl yeah right it's not about you know the archangel michael or lucifer right possessing (laughs) you know the girl to an extent but but i mean the you know the belief in hell and say that is all still you know christian belief yeah, you know right. that's not something that is like you know we think of just like heaven and stuff, but it's like no hell is also that's the Christian belief structure. Yeah, like exactly. hell doesn't exist outside of that right, right, right. whole ideology. So that is as much Christian, yeah, as you know anything. So I would consider any movie about the devil and demons and Satan uh-huh. to be a Christian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, a, a version of you know the Christian belief structure. All you know, right. so I don't All know right. if it counts as like full horror necessarily, yeah. but you know that yeah. is that is the Christian belief system. So, yeah. um, it's, it's interesting. Cause it, well, cause I was just saying that movie don't torture a duckling. Uh-huh. I was going to say, you know, that uh, I was saying it could be argued as a folk horror film and it does to bring in religion and Christianity into that film, but it doesn't like, it doesn't do it in a way where like, you know, Christianity is like this, you know, like cult. It's like, it's like a okay. guy who's just kind of like gone, you know, he's personally misinterpreted, you know, his version of what the belief system means, you know, but it's, you know, he's a lone wolf type of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really, like, indict this entire, you know, community or, Mm -hmm. like, ancient belief structure. Um, But I guess, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that that kind of does, you know, in this specific way that we've been sort of, like, you know, teasing out of this, yeah, vague definition of a subgenre. yeah. Because I watched like um, it's hard to uh, to think of. I mean, I, I I keep thinking of this movie. There's this movie from the 1920s called Haxan. All right. H A X A N. Okay. Uh, Criterion. I believe. If, I don't know if it's on Criterion Channel, but like they did a DVD release of it a while ago. Still waiting for that Blu-ray. Uh huh. Um, but it's called Haxan Witchcraft Throughout the Ages. Oh. And it's actually really amazing. Okay. It's you know being done in the 1920s. It's like really really risque and yeah, I can not what you'd expect yeah. from a movie of that era with like kind of how graphic it gets and sometimes it's really funny and other times it's like weirdly like this is insanely well done yeah with like i mean the makeup compositions everything like this is really 
horrific imagery, right. you know, that they've they've constructed. But it does kind of talk about, you know, it, it is dealing with like paganism and different belief structures throughout the ages. Okay. And it does kind of deal with, yeah, like the Christian conception of the devil and demons and evil and things like that, but how that was born from previous, you know, belief structures like okay. animistic and yeah, paganistic uh, belief systems and shit like that that preceded Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, has, and then they've also influenced each other then back and forth over time as they've continued to exist and things like that. So in a way it's sort of like, you know, uh, in, you know, inherently drawing a connection between these two belief systems kind of saying like in a way there's this giant similarity between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So in a way like Christianity and paganism are pretty similar yeah, you know, yeah. in a way. <laughs> so you know think about it that way maybe yeah. um there's always an altar but so that's you know that's the only movie that i guess could kind of like come close in my mind at least to to yeah doing what what you were just asking yeah i think i i don't know i feel like i might i might be the one that really confuses like a movie that just has like very overtly you know catholic spiritualism mm-hmm. you know tones as opposed to like a folk horror yeah. or a, you know, a horror movie with like a hev- heavy amounts of like folklore. But like one of my like favorite movies that deals with like spirits and this and that is that movie fallen with Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. I really love that movie. I feel like that movie has a really great balance of just, you know, being grounded. And I think it's just because like Denzel Washington is a guy who just does not believe mm-hmm. until he's like put into that corner. Whereas the, it seems as though everybody else around him is like, more susceptible to it yeah you know um but yeah that's all about like this spirit that apparently just likes to fuck with people yeah you know i guess usually like folk the folkier stuff you know it deals with more like obscure when, okay. you know they might even be like a like a sect of or an offshoot of christianity or something like yeah. that like maybe that's where but they've kind of like been doing their own thing for like hundreds of years and yeah, 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 you know yeah. they sort of just like live together in this like wooded area and right. aren't friendly to outsiders or are like suspiciously friendly to outsiders yeah. you know it's like one or the other <laughs> yeah right right but i actually the movie uh, frailty just came to mind oh as yeah, far as but again that's that's, that's kind of more of like a lone wolf situation though it that's is just like a guy you know he that's more of like an inherited trauma actually but does i would say because he kind of like yeah. fucks up his kid you know he but passes he passes his derangement onto his son but is the ending the ending of that movie spoiler alert ish like doesn't he end up being like right? Isn't it not so much a derangement, or is that just as we the audience are led to believe because it's open ended that now he really does see these things? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I got. That's I mean, what yeah, that's, that's what the question is. Is like right, yeah, okay. the big yeah. twist with like it's actually the other son, exactly. You know, but yeah. then yeah, it, it that's sort of what I was led to believe that like okay. you know it it's not necessarily real that but he sees this he sees and it. that's okay. only okay. and that to me was more so like that was the real horror of that movie was like. His father actually passed his psychosis onto his child. Right. You know, to the right. point where he does actually see this shit. Yeah. And he does believe that this is here. This but, is what's happening. You know, Who it's knows? not. But yeah, you know, it's left open ended. You're supposed to like question it. But mm-hmm. for me, that was like the more kind of like horrifying ending mm-hmm. was not that like, oh, there are demons in the world, you yeah. know, which is kind of like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my kind of movie. Yeah. Demons in the world. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that <laughs> idea that it's like, damn, he f- really fucked up his kid, yeah. you know, and like made him believe that like this is a real thing. Like right. that to me is a more disturbing ending. Ah, 
Um, that's a good. I like that. That's movie. a good movie. I yeah, really no, like it's it the it's the horror version of the Usual Suspects. It is. It really yes. is. It's so it funny. Is. Last time I watched it, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is, he's just Kaiser. So- Matthew McConaughey is the Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. Yeah. <laughs> of this movie. All right, um, back to Midsummer. Yeah. I kind of want to go see this movie in the morning so that in case I don't like it, I still have the rest of my day. Uh-huh. I don't want to go to bed to this movie. I do like the idea of like, you know, going to see it embracing the daytime, the daytime Yo, I didn't even, nature of this. Yeah. So like when you come outside, it's like sunny out. Yeah. And shit. Um, yeah. It could be, it's either going to be one of those things where you walk out and you're like, damn, this was the perfect way to see this. Or you're going to walk out and be like, man, I've never been more disappointed in the sun in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one or the other, but yeah. I like that. Let's go see it during the day. Let's see it Catch a matinee. Cat, Save yeah, a couple bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Go see like a 12, 1 o'clock show or yeah. something like that. That would be really, really good. Yeah. Midday, midsummer. Midday, midsummer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still very, you know, on the fence about it, but, you know, I like having these conversations about different kinds of movies yeah. like this because we only, if this movie ends up being the greatest thing since sliced bread, then... Arguably, all the movies that we've talked about right now have been the stepping stones to mm-hmm. this very, you know. If it's if it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread, it's at least the whitest thing since white bread. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like it. That's what it looks like. I dig it. It does look like white bread. There's a lot yeah. of white bread. In this There's movie. a lot of white bread. There's in this a movie. lot of white bread in this movie. The original white bread. Yeah, like actually, like white with like a you know blonde crust. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Straight up Wonder Bread, this cast. There's a, there's a, some Wonder Bread. There's some butternut mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot. Okay, quick quick off-ramp here. All right, off-ramp. Quick off-ramp. What's up? What if everything's fine, this just turns out to be like a fucking dope festival and they have a great time? Midsummer? Yeah. Like she, like she's going through this trauma. Like so Obviously, before they go, something happens to her. Yeah. And then... She's in, you know, rough shape, and they right. decide, like, hey, you should come with, and it'll be fun. And come to Sweden. Yeah. Isn't it right? They go to Sweden? Back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, she's dealing with some shit, plus her relationship's on the rocks. Maybe this is all just an externalization of her, mm-hmm. you know, personal issues, but then, like, she kind of, you know, she gets through a rough patch of it, has, like, a bad nightmare, and then she, like, just wakes up sweating, and her boyfriend's saying, and he's like, oh, no, you've just been, like, sleeping for two days, having night terrors. You should come outside. It's fucking awesome here. Everybody's great. That's the end of the movie? Then they just like have a blast and it's like party time. Their relationship's good. No. We just end with like a big musical number for the last like Age of Aquarius for like the last six minutes of this movie. Nope. As the camera just like moves further (laughs) and further and further back (laughs) into a helicopter shot exposing this giant festival going on where everybody's having the time of their life and we feel great and we go home. The only way that would... I mean, that would be horrific to me. I would be sitting there like... That sounds terrible, dude. Yeah. I'd be horrified. I, I just... I need something, like, big to happen in this movie. Yeah. I, I need, like, the devil to show up. I need, you know, somebody... Because that the puffy face kid... Yeah. I mean, there could very well be a spirit in that person because that's what happened to the kid's face in Hereditary. Yeah. There's uh, a, you know what I mean? Like Jordan Jordan Peele is apparently claiming that this movie contains some of the most atrociously grotesque imagery he's ever seen in his life. I mean, okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. I, it's just that just sounds like hype factory shit to me though, you know? Yeah. It's like I I feel like I hear that type of claim about just about every horror movie that fucking comes out. It's the same to me as a story about like Oh, people were throwing up during this movie. Like, you know, those stories about like people are like puking watching the perfection. 
Oh, you know, yeah. have you seen those headlines? Yeah. It's like, no, like, you know, one person on Twitter was like, this movie's gross. I think I'm going to puke. And yeah. then now there's fucking headlines like, oh, people are throwing up watching this because it's so disgusting. It's like, no, they're not. I think I they never used, were. Uh, Jordan Peele's quote when I talked about the Predator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that horrific to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was that some terrible. of the most atroci- atrociously grotesque imagery I've ever seen in a film. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. From beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. For very different reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But who's coming in the door? All right. Well, it's a uh, it's Christmas time, y'all. We go into Applebee's, so I think it's time to wrap this bitch up. Hannah just got here. Yep. What's up, Hannah? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. We're you, going to the beach. Yeah, we're out. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>